Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Well, praise God. Well, I want to say thank you to our, my spiritual father and pastor. Thank you, sir, for allowing me to behind, behind, be behind the pulpit tonight. And, and uh, uh, it's an honor to be here. It truly is. It's an honor. Uh, God could have spoke to our, spoken to our pastor and had anybody behind here, but uh, God had, had me on mine and through a pastor. So thank you, sir, for that opportunity uh, to be behind here. And so thank you, Father, for that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for it. Don't take it lightly. Don't take it lightly one bit. But tonight I want to speak on step by step. This is something pastor administered a few years ago, and it's really relevant. I mean, if you go back and look at your notes, you start seeing things. You're like, oh, man, there's some principles in there that we, you know, that we need to come out, especially now. Uh, you know, I might preach a little bit of uh, Pastor Jim's message this morning, but that's okay. We're in the flow. We're in the right flow here. We're going to have, uh, have this direction that God is speaking to us as a body. So I believe that it's going to bear witness with you. It'll be things that you are already sensing and receiving in the spirit and at the spiritual direction of our pastor as well too. Some of the things that he's saying, we'll be talking about that a little bit through this. But step by step, God doesn't necessarily want us to get to the end result right away. There are things that he gives and leads us and guides because there's a preparation. He prepares us for those big things. He prepares us and equips us along there so we can handle when we get to the big thing. It's not that God is not trusting you with it, but he has that by design. But there's equipment that comes along. So that way when you do operate in that fullness and the, in the operation of what God has designed for you and your life and whatever it is, that that equipment holds up. And that equipment is through the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit and what he's saying to us as a body. As a body. There's big things. We keep hearing this. There's big things. There's things coming. And I'll, and I'll probably get into it here in a minute. But there are big things that God has spoken directly to our body as a family here that we have to pay attention to. And then we hear it and we listen to it. There are steps in that. There are steps that we need to start working on now. If we don't do it, we can, we can miss it. We can miss that opportunity. But I want to go to Psalms 37. Psalms chapter 37, verse 23. It's very familiar, but that's good. The word should be familiar to us, but not to the point where it loses its potency in us. When you read it, it should be something that we know, we grab a hold of, but it should bring excitement every time we hear it. Right? Amen? Psalms 37, verse 23 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. And he delights in his way. The steps of a good man are ordered, or you could say it this way, directed by the Lord. The steps are directed by the Lord. Now, this isn't something about predestination. Don't get wrapped up into this fallacy that, oh, well, God's 
uh, uh, all sovereign and everything. Doesn't matter what I do. Doesn't matter what I do. My steps are already ordered. He knew I was going to be here, and and I just have to deal with whatever it is. No, that's not what this means. It means that we have a part to play in it. So our steps, yes, we take the step, but the steps and the direction are from God. It's from the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's through the spiritual voice that we have in our lives, such as our pastor, our senior pastor, that we hear these steps and we've got to take them as a body as a whole. As the direction goes for the body. There are things that's being spoken to us, you know, as individuals regarding our immediate family. But then there are things that are spoken to us that regard to us as a spiritual family. Yes, we are the body of Christ. We're a big body of Christ. Around the world, globes, the body, we're family, right? Brothers and sisters in Christ. But look around and hear, this is the immediate family that God has called you to. Just like you have those weird uncles. Right? I can say that because I might be a weird uncle. You might have those uncles that it's nice to see them and go to their house, visit, vacation, do something like that. But you don't sit at their table and eat all the time. You sit at your immediate family. You bring your kids around. You got mom pops around, right? You got, you got everybody. That's your, that's your supply. That's your, uh, uh, the, the, what is that called? Nuclear family. Right? We're in a nuclear family in here. And our spiritual father, which is our senior pastor, is the head of our family in here. And he's hearing things from God that's specific for our family. I was speaking with uh, 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 Philip Renner uh, uh, this, this year, actually. And uh, speaking with him, and he said something that stuck out to me. And he said, you know, every church has its own DNA. Every church has its own spiritual DNA. And he was talking about music and song and lyric and different things. He said that the Holy Spirit can bring to you. But he said, the thing is, is if you don't really know the DNA, it's going to be, you know, that flow. And that's kind of what he was talking about. That flow of the Spirit in that body is um, uh, very important to grab a hold of. Or you can be kind of off a little bit. You know, it could be right, it could be good, it could be... But the flow that God has specifically for our family, our body, is important to get in. And then one of those ways that we get into it is carefully listening and following the first step that God has given us. Following what, what God has speak, spoken to us, is speaking to us and spoken to us, that we don't let it fall on deaf spiritual ears. Let those who have ears, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Not just physically hearing and writing it down and think, okay, I have notes, that's cool, good. And then it goes, sits on a shelf somewhere, but bringing it out. Praying it out. Praying it over. And I'm getting ahead of myself here. But our job is to allow the, direct, uh, the Lord to direct our steps. And this word ordered here can also mean established. He establishes our step. He establishes. I believe that building, uh, the, the, the part over here where the Detroit Student Ministries is in and the children's uh, uh, ministry um, is in, was established when it was built in 1877 uh, or something like that, 1876, something like that. Pretty old building. And there's a stone that says the date on it somewhere in there. 
not sure where exactly, but there's a stone that says the, the date on it, that it was established, it was put on a firm foundation at that time. It was firmly planted. Uh, it was to set upon a firm or permanent basis. So he wants to establish our steps on a firm and permanent basis. God has not given you th- something or speaking something to you so you can yo-yo in it. He doesn't give you a yo-yo word. He doesn't give you something that's going to say, well, it might change. Now, it might change regarding timing or different things like that. I'm not saying that it would never happen, but there's things that might... God says, well, if He says it, unless you are not willingly to go with it and everything, it could totally be whatever. But His Word is the firm foundation... His, what he's saying to us is the permanent way of doing. He doesn't go, oh, I forget. Now, there's things that God has changed his mind on when it comes to destruction, and we see that in, in Genesis and different things like that, like, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah and different things, and he was going to change his mind, but he couldn't find the righteous men, right? We know that story about Abraham, Lot, and different things, okay? But when he's speaking to us as a body, that's the direction that God has for us, and our steps are to pray that out as a body, as a family. It is laid at our dinner table. This is what we are eating. Amen. I know it sounds. It might be a little, little direct, and I'm not. And, and we're not saying that you can't listen to other people and you can't uh, feed. You know what? If your church is, you know, somewhere else, and if you're in here and you've got another church, that's the place that you need to feed from. Right, and it's good to hear what God has say has to say in other ministries and other uh, other uh, elements of the body, but it always gets filtered through what God and the direction God has for us. Amen. Amen. It's important because it keeps you safe. It keeps you safe, keeps you protected, keeps you from destruction. Amen. Because there there are things that have been told to me personally, and I'm not going to get into it. When I first came back from California, that was sounded good. But it would have led me right back into the lifestyle and the craziness that I was living before I came here for freedom. Listening to certain people on certain things. And it's amazing, you know, uh, relationships as well. You know, if I would have just bullheaded my way into things, I wouldn't be married to my beautiful wife that I have now. My daughter wouldn't be here because I would have been listening to the wrong voice. But thank God for our pastor that we know has clearly heard from God several times. How, how many knows, like, okay, he's heard from God, and wondered, do you have a microphone in my car, in my house, at my work, in the park, you know? Because there's times where I'm just like, how did he know? I mean, you guys know recently, not too long ago, he said, he goes, I seen you put it into neutral, you need to put it in drive, and I was sitting right back there. That was just a few weeks ago, you know, and, and I was like, oh, I just told my wife, I'm like, we're just going to just cruise right now, you know, and, and the spirit, we're, we're going to just, we'll just cruise. Well, that's what you do in neutrals, just kind of cruise, let the momentum take you, right? No. Okay, well, obviously, pastor has a microphone in my house somewhere. <laughs> And we think that way, but then we also have to realize that the same Holy Spirit that you and I have, our pastor has. 
And as the shepherd of our flock here, of our family, God's going to speak to him about us. Okay, like if you were in charge of some sheep, some actual sheep out there, and you see little sheep Tim over there getting over close to the edge of the, of the, the cliff, you would think a good shepherd would go, hey, get you, put you back in there. He would say, hey, you're getting too close to this, whatever. And little Timmy Sheep over there is just eating his way over to the cliff. Right? Because that's what we do. We're just, we're just getting, you know, eating. What's going on? And so when we hear things that say, hey, you're a neutral. Put it in drive, boy. And you're like, oh, you can have two reactions. You can say, you're right. All right, rescue. I'm getting, I'm, I'll put it in the drive. All right, here we go. Keep going. Maybe go a little faster. Catch up. Or you can sit there and say, well, what does he know? I've seen you get mad. I've seen this. I've, whatever. I know, kind of whatever. I saw you get mad. My, my grammar was coming out. Anyway, here we go. But there's two reactions that you could take. You could take that into the point where you, you're, you're like, okay, so God is speaking through our pastor, ordering your steps, if you will, through a voice that we can hear because we're sheep. And little Timmy sheep is rescued. No longer on the edge. He's back in the flock. He's back doing what he's supposed to do. Part of the safe family that we have here. With the safe voice of the shepherd that God has appointed over our life. Woo. I know it sounds like we're you know, putting our pastor on a pedestal. But you know what? I'll tell you something. In the book of Revelation, God visited his churches. And you know who he held accountable? The pastors. The pastors were held accountable. He didn't go visit the greeter. We love our greeters. They're great. You know what I'm saying? He visited the pastor. And if God is going to visit the pastor, then we should probably think about the office of the pastor a little bit differently than what we might, might be doing. I'm not saying we are doing it wrong. I'm just saying as a whole, as a body, as a whole, we need to recognize that these people pray for us nonstop. I mean, Jim and I work here in, in the office at this location, full time. And not one thing I don't think has ever come across our desk or, or a change or something that goes across that our pastor doesn't consider all of you first. Unless it's directly from God. But then that's for you. For us. I'm a part of the sheep too. Man. I just, I just want us to understand something. I want us to understand something. That the way we respond is what we were learning this morning from Pastor Jim. Is the way we'll receive. If we're responding in an attitude that like, what do you know? Remember, we can respond one of two ways here. Then what do you know will fall into a category of little Timmy sheep falling off the cliff and that's not God's best it's not God's design 
He wants you to be the safest, most protected. Amen? God does. And so he uses shepherds that are willing to listen to his voice and willing to stand up and say something to you directly and say, listen, here's your choice. Here's what I'm sensing in the Spirit. This is what God is saying. And then you have the choice to establish that step or that direction that God has so you stay safe. We go on. We go on here. When facing a challenge, listen to this, it's vital that you allow the Lord. You've got to allow the Lord to direct or establish your steps that you take. Let God establish the route for your life. Any trip that you take, any place that you might want to go and you're not sure how to get there, we let Siri or Google Maps or whatever it is establish our route, right? We see the overview. We see what it is. And then, you know, Siri said, turn left here, you know, whatever. And so you turn left there. And we follow that step. But you know what about letting God establish the route for your life? Is that that route is full of peace, protection, prosperity. The best views you can ever imagine. Green pastures to lay down on. Besides still waters. Amen? But then we want to hurry up and just get there. And we will fight through and be like, but I want it this way. And then we have a spiritual fit when we don't have it our way. I've been there, okay? I've been there. When, God? When is this? I'm just going to do it. And then I realized I'm out on a, a remote island somewhere, and I'm going, this is not, it's not nice. I've arrived with nothing. No equipment. And by the time I get back to where I'm at, I look like one of those des- deserted island guy with ripped pants. And, you know, my, the only thing I had was a suit jacket sleeve on and just, you know, pastor, I'm sorry, I apologize, I should have listened. If that gives you a visual, when I could have been listening the whole time and stayed on the cruise ship. Right? Amen. Amen. Woo. So it's the fastest, the healthiest, the prosperous, the plenteous, the overflowing, the abundance of all good things route for you. You let God establish that route. Don't try to figure it out too. Because that's the part of the step by step that God has. There's equipping in whatever season you're in right now. There's equipping in that. So he might say, hey, guess what? I need you to join the usher department. Somebody might ask you to join the usher department. Somebody might ask you to join the AV department. And you're like, okay, let me pray about it. I don't know. I mean, forgive me. I understand that you might need to think about it or whatever. But you know what? That's a doorway of opportunity of a season in your life that God is equipping you for something greater. There's equipping in anything you put your hand to for the Lord. There's an equipping for anything you put your hand to for the Lord. Amen. He said, say it again. I'll say it again. Don't despise. The Word says this. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise them. Don't disregard them. Don't look down on them. 
What you do for the Lord is bigger than anything, any big time ministry is ever doing. Why? Because he has you a part of this spiritual DNA in this family doing something that only you can do that he's got you here to do. And the whole time we're hearing things about God and bringing more to come, more to come. The youth movement that's coming that we keep hearing uh, uh, being spoken and, and we're praying through. And you know what? Detour Student Ministries has made some changes recently. I mean, we're updating some lighting. We're doing some different things in the student ministry. We're going to have an open house at the end of the year. So y'all are invited to come back there for that. But here's the thing. It's because we're getting ready for the movement that God has said. What good would it be if I say, that's great, and did nothing? Sit back, bring them, Lord. And not prepared, not equipped. And then when they do show up, you don't even know how to keep them because the equipping is not there. Healing. When you hear sermons on healing, that's why healing school has been established here. That's why God always talks about us through, about healing, prosperity, finances. It's always in there. It's like, oh, we hear the same thing over and over again. That's because he's trying to get something to you and equip you. There are people we've heard about sitting in these seats, about listening to the same message 45 times. And finally, at the 46th time, they're like, oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. They turn their spiritual frequency over into what the Holy Spirit's saying. And when they grabbed a hold of it, it changed everything in their life. So there's equipping happening. There's equipping happening, equipping happening right now. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. There's a route that God has for us in faith explosion. Hallelujah. Who's excited for faith explosion? I'm expecting. I'm expecting. Hey, you know what? The, the word of the Lord for 2020 was expectation, manifestation, and transformation. We're still in 2020. I'm expecting manifestations at this faith explosion. I'm expecting to hear utterances like we've never heard before at this faith explosion. Our pastor is downloading now. He's got that big red download button. He's just mashing it right now in the spirit because we're praying for our pastor to hear, for doorways of utterance to be spoken, for Pastor Caldwell to know exactly what to say in due season for us that will propel us into the next thing God has for us to equip us for the things that God has for this body. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what has God been saying through our pastor and the leadership and the trusted men and women of God that's been behind this pulpit. That's been on, our broadca- on the broadcast and things like that. What has God been saying to us? This is why we keep our pastors, uh, uh, what our pastors say close to us. Because this is our immediate family. We've kind of gone, kind of gone over that. And he's our spiritual father. So it's important for us to understand what direction we're actually going in. And let me do this. I printed this out a little while ago, but I've had it on my phone a little bit. This was on uh, August 16th when Pastor was here. And uh, part of this says, man, this is so good. Hmm. Can I just take a minute and read what the, Lord of the Lord, word of the Lord said to us here? On 8.16, through our pastor, it says, The Scriptures say... In the time of the prophet Samuel, when he was a young boy, 
that in that day there was no vision, uh, open, no vision, no open vision. In other words, the Lord says, no one was seeing what I see. You have moved into a season in this nation, and yes, the Lord says, even the world where many are blinded, many are not seeing. But, those, but there are those that are seeing what I'm seeing. That's me, amen? amen? I see what God wants us to see, amen? There are things that He wants us to see, so He brings them through our pastor, brings them through the words, and so we need to see what God is seeing for us, not what the world's showing us. Don't be inundated with everything the world says and then give five minutes to what God says. Woo! Ow, that was for me too. Amen? Okay? Because you won't see correctly. You won't see correctly. You'll miss the opportunity. You'll miss that. All right? He says, then what you see is this. More is coming. And if you remember, the Lord says, this item that many saw in their youth, it was a wave maker. It was a rectangular item, container that was set on a fulcrum, liquid and sand and colored water on the inside of it, and it would make a wave when, when it went to one end, and all the material would, material would go to one end. That is where you are. What I'm going to do and pour out on you is full. Whoa. It's getting to the point that no more can be put into it. And you are entering into a season where that's going to break open. More is coming. More is coming. More abundance. More healings. More victory. More defeat for the enemy. Hallelujah. More is coming. Don't be sidetracked. Don't be distracted. Oh, here we go. We're talking about focus. So what's our step? Don't get... The pastor's been talking to us about focus. Don't get distracted. Don't di- distracted. And here God is saying, don't get sidetracked. Don't be distracted. Keep your focus on what is coming. Because what is coming, I said in my word, that even when the enemy should come in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against him. So it can feel as if the enemy has unleashed everything in his arsenal. And yes, he has to a certain extent. But yet, you stand, and yet you thrive, and yet you succeed... And yet things are better than they've ever been. And yet more finances are flowing into your life. And yet you're healed. And yet your family's healed. And yet your bodies are strong. And yet your ministries are thriving. Why? The standard is in place. The standard is in place. Why is that? Because the standard is in place. We have to pray that out. Thank you, Lord, for the standard being in place in my life. Thank you, Lord, for the standard being in place in my life. That's that equipping. What you pray for is what you prepare for. What you pray for is what you prepare for. Amen? It cannot break upon you, but what I've said about, is about to break over you. And it, will, and it will absolutely drench you in my goodness and at the same time decimate the plans of the enemy. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I am drenched in your goodness, Father. We are drenched in your goodness, Father. Say that loud. I am drenched in your goodness, Father. Woo. Thank you, Lord. And then listen to this. There will be a moving forward. 
There will be a moving forward, not a shifting forward, a moving forward. You ever been in a line and you shifted and stopped? Shifted and stopped. That gets old after a while, I'll be honest. But he said, there will be a moving forward, not a shifting forward, a moving forward. Continual growth. Oh, continual growth. A continued direction. Our steps are ordered in a continual fashion. Praise God. And there will be, a great, and there will be great bounds uh, take place and great leaps because you've prepared yourself for it. What are we talking about? Preparing ourselves for all these things to come to pass in our life. For the windows of heaven to be open, you have to prepare to receive it. If I was going to come to Anthony and said, I've got a, uh, a million dollars in pennies, you just got to come pick it up. I'm on my way. <laughs> He's on his way. But here's another thing that he might have to do. Well, a million dollars in pennies is, a, is probably a big truckload, using this as an example. I'll get Aaron's truck. <laughs> He's making preparation. He said, I'll get Aaron's truck. You get a dump truck. You make preparations. You're ready to receive. It's there. It's been spoken. But it's his job to prepare for it. Just like when God's speaking to us through these things, it's our job to pray it out, to prepare for those things. What are you praying for for a faith explosion? Or what, what, I mean, seriously, like, think about these things. Questions that you might want to ask yourself. What, what have I been praying for every morning at 9 o'clock morning prayer on Sunday morning? How do I approach morning prayer? How do I approach prayer in my time for the body, for my pastor? All right? For these things that he's saying. And it says, And this ministry shall take leaps forward, and the television ministry shall, television ministry shall expand, and outreach shall expand. And this building and these lands shall expand. Hallelujah. And the leadership shall expand. And the leaders will come that have the heart of God. And leaders will come that have the desire of the things of God. And leaders will come that are faithful and true to what God wants to do in the future of this vision. Of this vision. And I will add them to those that are already here. If you're a department leader, hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm speaking addition and detour. We've started seeing addition and detour. Our staff started increasing. Amen. We're preparing. We're preparing. And I will add them to those that are already here. And you'll see great and mighty things. The children's departments will overflow. Amen. The youth department will overflow. Hallelujah. hallelujah. And the elders will overflow. You can say amen. 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 And the students will overflow. Amen. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready, the Lord says, because they're coming from the east, the west, the north, and the south. The prisoners are being demanded that they be given up. The chains are breaking. The doors are opening. They are coming in. Glory be to God. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. What is that? A step. That's a step for us. Lord, what is it that I need to do to be ready? What is it that I need to do to be ready? What's my part? 
What's my part? What if, okay, and then he goes on to about 2021. Oh, that's so, so good. And I'm going to... Well, I'm going to read it. It's in here. What about 2021? 2021, oh, the vision of many in 2020 has been darkened. And many have not been able to see into the realm of the next year. But just know this, says the Lord, it's going to start off being a year of light that will dispel darkness. And many will come to the light, and many will come to the truth, and many will come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Oh, 2021 is setting up to be a magnificent year, a magnificent year. And many are stuck saying, well, we got to get through this year, Lord. Yeah, and it's going to be more of what you experienced already more. Uh, um, yeah, it's going to be more of what you've experienced already. More blessing, more victory, more prosperity. And 2021, 2021, a year of light and magnificent victory. That's the direction God has for us. We don't need to let this fall on our, on our deaf ears. We need to let this just go in and one out the other because God is preparing us. There's so much in, in these things that God uh, has been speaking through our pastor that we need to grab a hold of. And our steps that, that we need to take are, are, are being unfolded through our actions, right? So believing words and things like this is just not one size fits all. The Lord will direct you, direct you uh, to at, at, at individual when you're praying, he'll give you a specific thing to say or speak, right? He may give everybody the same thing to speak. He may give somebody something different to speak. But God will show you how to believe for these things to come to pass specifically. So he's going to direct you to how to pray. He'll direct you to pray. So praying for results. Pastor Michelle's been talking to us about praying for results. Answers from heaven. Go back to our website. Start, listen to those answers from heaven. She's talking about prayer. She's talking about how to pray for results in that, right? And get direct results. Uh, so we need to pray accurately. But God will show us how to pray for those things. We don't need shotgun prayers. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Yes, Lord. We can agree to something that we're not even sure about. We can... Oh, man. Uh, if I can say it this way... I looked this word up recently, and I was sharing it with Pastor Jim uh, this afternoon. We need to take, the, take what God is speaking to us and get them in our spirit. And we do that by praying. Because we don't want to regurgitate. I was like, regurgitate. Because I was listening to that. I was like, you think of an old cow that would you know, chew something, swallow it, and you know, gets, comes back up. Right? But I got to, I was like, I want to look this word up, regurgitate. And, and uh, I don't have it exactly, but it is a, regurgitation is a, uh, uh, somebody got a dictionary on you? Let me see the phone. Let me see, I want to make sure it says, I say it correctly here. But it made my, I was like, oh, hey. Bear with me. Okay, here it is. Repeat information without analyzing or comprehending it. Regurgitate. 
is repeat information without analyzing or comprehending it. We don't want to be spiritual regurgitators. We want to comprehend what God is saying to us as a body. And the more we pray these things out that's being spoken from these pulpits, Little Rock, Kansas, through our pastors, the more we start comprehending, the more we start understanding, ah, and that light that he's talking about, seeing it through that light and that direction that God has for us, it becomes a reality in our life because the more we're praying for it, the more we're equipping ourselves for it. Amen? Thank you. Hallelujah. He also will direct us of what to say using the power of our tongue. So he'll teach us how to pray, but he'll also teach us how to say. He'll give us things to say. Death and life, in Proverbs 18 says, are in the power of the tongue. So what you say matters in every situation about what's being spoken. The direction, all that stuff. It, is, it matters what you say about what God and the direction is saying. So you need to say what, what God has us saying, you as a family. Those individual things that you might be believing God for in a situation. God will give you the steps to say for whatever it might be. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's health, maybe it's things uh, uh, regarding family, peace, prosperity, whatever it is, you put it in there. If, you're, if it's big to you, it's big to God. Amen? And He'll show you, and He said He would give you the desires of your heart if you what? Delight yourself. And that delight actually means bend, lean into, incline, delighting yourself. If you delight yourself... He would give you the desires of your heart. So he has some things for each and every one of us, but he'll give us the steps. He'll give us what to pray. He'll give us what to say. And then he'll give us the exact scriptures that you need to stand on because that's the foundation. His word is a foundation. There are times the Lord will give you a phrase or a word that you are to keep speaking over a situation. Keep speaking over that situation. When we were looking to purchase our home, uh, beautiful home, I'll, it's a blessing to our, to our family. And, and some of you guys have been there. We'll, you know, we keep inviting people and all that other stuff to be over there. And just not to show you what we have, but to show you the blessing of God. Amen. Amen? Because that's really, I mean, it's a blessing of the Lord. We need to enlarge from where we're at. You know, we were, you know, had the baby and everything getting a little tight, so we need to expand. So we started believing and asking God, and for over a year we were getting a picture of that. We were, you know, God, okay, when this comes, when the house comes, what is it going to look like? How do, you know, where is it going to be? What location? All those things. And so we started taking it to God in prayer, but he would equip us with things to say and, uh, and, and verses to stand on and different things. And, and one of them is actually 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 7, verse 10, moreover, I will appoint a place, and I wrote Ron and Deborah, said, Moreover, I will appoint a place for Ron and Deborah, and will plant them, that they may dwell in a place of their own, and move no more. Neither shall, their children, uh, neither shall the children of wickedness afflict them anymore as before time. 
So we stood on scriptures like that. We, we, we said, we thank you, Lord, that you're appointing a place for us that we will occupy, that we'll move no more. You'll plant us in that home. And it's a beautiful home. We, we talked about how God individually spoke to us about there will be boxes of things. God spoke through our pastor one day, sitting right over here. And he, and he said, he goes, oh, yeah, don't worry about all that stuff. Yeah, there's, there's boxes of good things coming, boxes of good things coming. And you know what? There are things that are, are in our house that God has just brought to us. And it's amazing. And we're like, wow, these are those boxes of good things. So we would speak over that, over the home. Lord, our home is filled with boxes of good things. Plenteous and good, right? So there are things that, that God will, phrases that God will give you. Well, one day we were going through, uh, you know, we've, we, we got into the house we, and everything. We were like, immediately, we were both kind of like, oh, wow, this is it. Like the peace and, the, and just this knowing because, we, you know, we were praying for it. And God revealed it to us and let us both know. And we were like, that's nice. That's nice. And we talked about it like, well, this would be the one. But we never got the green light to do it. And so we took, you know, some more time to pray through it. And then we, it was like one day we woke up and it was like, yours. Do it. Do it. Okay. So we talked, you know, talked it over. We both kind of had that uh, witness in, in our spirit. So we did it. And you know what's funny is because uh, those homes, when they were built, uh, there were three of them that were built. And all three w- sat for a year before anybody purchased or occupied. And they're all similar in, in, in uh, size, but different layouts and different things. And it's interesting to know that once we signed the contract, the other ones immediately signed right after us. You know, they're set there for a year. And it's funny, because I was sitting there thinking about it. I said, you know, I bet the Holy Spirit said, whichever one you want. Yeah. And when we pick the one we want, the other one's, fine, the other one's sold. After right around the same time that we, we, we signed ours, then, so we had the pick of the litter. Amen? He gave us that. But those were things that we were saying and speaking. And we were standing in the kitchen of the, the, the rental property that we had. And, uh, you know, of course, the enemy likes to start throwing things at you. God's like, go, go get it. You know? And we're like, okay, praise God, we got it. Getting, and then all of a sudden, what if? Throw it goes in there. And we're standing in the kitchen, and I looked at my wife, and I said, we will occupy and I put the address in there. We will occupy. That just rose up in me as we are praying. So we started thanking God. We were praising God in our kitchen about we will occupy. We will occupy that address. And we were so thankful for it. And, here's, and it was just a beautiful thing because challenges came up. You know, the, the whole everything with the, 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 the stupid pandemic thing or whatever. And I know it's... I know it's I'm sorry for trying to... I'm not being insensitive. It's just... I'm, it, that is dumb. Let's put it that way. Just the whole situation. I'm not calling anybody who's dealt with it in, in anything like that. But So forgive me. if Don't mean any offense to anybody. But the point is, is that when all that started happening, there are things that we had to go through, different procedures, different stuff like that. And then uh, some things with uh, the lender and all that other stuff, had, they switched some things around and everything. Well, we were like, okay, just kind of left with this. We're not sure what's happening. Well, that phrase, we will occupy, was in our mouth. And so every time something that looked contrary to what God told us we can have, we just went back and said, well, God said we can occupy. So we leaned on that. He said that he would give us a house, establish us, that we would move no more. This is the one that you've, you, you've given us, Father. We thank you, Lord, that we occupy 
this house. We occupy this, and so we just rested in it. And we just sat back and watched. People worked for us like they wouldn't have anybody else. Because most people, and they told us this, most people, they just would have canceled it and said, sorry, there's nothing we can do. But they were working on the other end and found ways to give us the benefits that, I, that, that through the military service, that you know, through the GI bills and all that other stuff, that, uh, or the VA loans and different things, that we had, they were able to still provide it for us. And at the end of everything, they were saying, you know, well, you're going to owe this and you're going to owe that and all this other stuff. And I said, you know what? We will occupy. And another phrase that pastor was using was uh, that if he's given it to you, he'll sustain you in it. So we started adding that to our prayers. He's given us this home and he will sustain us in this home. And by the time we signed for the paper and it was final walkthrough, all that other stuff, they ended up writing us a check. <laughs> Amen? We were looking, I mean, they were talking about some pretty good money, like, like well, this and over this and stuff. Well, they went through and reevaluated things and all that stuff, and then the taxes and all that stuff were, were way overestimated and all that stuff. So they ended up sending and saying, here you go. Gave us a check, and we moved in with the same benefits we would have had at the very beginning. But the enemy was trying to get us off track. And we had to watch what we were saying. So he taught us how to pray. He taught us what to say, right? And we had a scripture to stand on. We had the foundation. So we were step-by-stepping into our home. I'll give you another example. I'll give you another example. When I was a single, strapping young lad, still strapping man, but... You know, there were, there were things, you know, like, I'm not getting any younger. I had desire, you know, to have family, have kids, different things like that. And uh, little did I know, my wife would be in Little Rock, Arkansas at that time. But a year before, right, so, so, so a year before, a little before a year, I, I should say, that's when the rescue came in through our pastor, thank God, our pastor hearing from God, and spoke to me and said, I'm not sure if you want to continue in the, with this relationship, he's like, it's just, I can't put my finger on it, but I'm not sure about it. And, you know, it was just fairly new and different things like that. And so, of course, we had the conversation, and I said, you know, I trust my pastor's hearing from God. You know, we'll just ride this out. If you want to hang out and stay or whatever, and we'll just, you know, we'll give it a break. We'll see what happens or whatever kind of thing. And, and of course, that, she just, she left, you know, kind of thing from, uh, and everything. Moved on. Which is fine. Thank God for rescues. Amen? Because God had Deborah in mind for me. Because I would be praying, Lord, send the right one. Send the right one. Well, then it changed. Lord, send me to the right one. Because the Bible says in the scripture, He's who, who, whoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. So there's my scripture. He gave me the scripture. So I'm like, don't send her to me. Send me to her. Right? So, here I am, a year before I even met her, and we're sitting down, and Minister Annie Durant ministered in Little Rock, and I was uh, honored to be invited to, to be able to sit and listen to, you know, the, uh, with, the, with her speaking to pastors and different things. And, and Pastor Michelle said, and I was an FBI May at the time, and she said, here's one of her FBI, FBI May students. I would like to take this opportunity to let them a- him ask two questions. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, 
put on the spot. You know, I'm, I'm already thinking, you know, because you always want to come equipped. If you're going to be around a table of wisdom, you might, you might have some questions. But the only two questions I could think of was like the healing anointing of Jesus uh, uh, through uh, Kenneth Hagin's ministry because she traveled with Brother Hagin. And uh, how did she meet her husband? I'm like, that is not a spiritual question. That is just, to me, that's awkward. But the first question, she just answered it really quickly, you know, and, and it wasn't very in-depth and everything. And I said, I apologize, this is not very spiritual, but how did you meet your, meet your husband? And she said, oh, that's a great question. And so she gave me this whole story, and, you know, and, I was, and it went on for a while, and I was just like, wow. But in that conversation, there was an utterance from the Holy Spirit. And she asked me, she said, she said, are you married or, you know, or whatever? And I said, no. She said, how old are you? And I was 33 at the time. She, said, she goes, oh, she's breathing. And I was like, praise God. <laughs> praise God. Could you point me to her? No. <laughs> but she was breathing. And, and, and then that hit me. And then uh, I was... We- the, the restaurant at the time, and, and I, you know, walked with her out to the vehicle. We were all kind of there, and she turned around and pointed her finger out. She's like, and make a list. You won't know what you want until you, and God doesn't know what you want until you make a list. He said he'd give you the desire, so make a list. I said, yes, ma'am, okay. So I went to make a list, and mind you, this is a whole year before. And um, so I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, so I'm making a list. And Pastor Michelle, as soon as everything left, she said, did you hear that utterance? Did you hear what was said? She's breathing. That was a Holy Spirit utterance. And I said, yes, ma'am. You know, your spiritual mama's looking out for you. Amen. I was like, yes, ma'am. She's breathing out there. Find her. Anyway, so I took that in my prayer time. Lord, you said whoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I'm finding my wife. She's breathing. She's breathing. I mean, I think I wrote it down on uh, paper, like, you know, like some high school journal thing. She's breathing. She's breathing. She's breathing. (laughs) But it was getting in me. That list was getting in me. I was praying it out. I was equipping my spirit for something. So when you're praying stuff out, You're equipping your spirit for the thing that God is trying to bring to you. And see, whenever I was, and then it was fast forward a year, so I spent a year praying my list and the characteristics. I mean, all the way down to the hair color, the height, the age. I mean, she told me, uh, Minister Annie Durant, she told me, she said, be as detailed as you want. Okay. I mean, no kids. that was kind of like one of those, it'd be nice to have no kids, you know, kind of thing. And then over 30. And you know what? The day I met her, the week before she turned 30. <laughs> and we were introduced, and I was working that. As a matter of fact, we sat next to each other. I had a reserved seat, and I was doing photography for that event. And, I was sit- and she sat right here, and there was a chair between us. And she still argues to this day that I stole her middle chair, like for her purse and stuff. But there's a picture evidence that we both shared it. I didn't steal it all. But we sat down, and I didn't even know. I didn't even know who was me because I was so focused on the service and, and, and my job at that time. And then after service, somebody said, hey, let me introduce you to Deborah." And I'm like, okay, sure. Now, a year before, I was not ready to meet anybody named Deborah. 
anybody named anything at that time. So I was not ready. And uh, matter of fact, they did actually at that service that Minister Annie Durant was there. They tried to get me to inter- introduce her a year before, and I kindly declined. I was like, mm, <laughs> thanks, but, you know, um, okay, thank you, you know, kind of thing. But that year of investing and praying out the utterances that God was speaking to me, quipping my spirit. And then when she showed up, and then all this list come, come out of this gentleman's mouth that was speaking and introducing us. It's like, oh, she's a teacher. She just turned 30. Because one of my desires was that she would be good with kids. Oh, she's a teacher. <laughs> good with kids. All right, check, 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 check. He started fading. Womp, 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 womp. Your utterance is over. Hello. But I say this with all honesty and sincerity that's in me. That list started getting read off and he didn't know it. Nobody really knew, you know, that, that those desires. And we met and I felt such a connection with her, my spirit, you know. I was like, number one, I was like, wow, she's beautiful. Whoa. And she's still single? I findeth a wife. (laughs) But I I used wisdom and didn't tell her. But I didn't use wisdom and I told some guys that were with me. We know the story, right? I told them. We went out to eat and I said, guys, I think I met my future wife. Right, Jeremy? I don't know if I ate anything on my plate because I was just still stuck on her and they were trying to have a good time and talk about whatever in the service. And I'm like, wow, she was beautiful. Tell me what it's like to be married, guys. Seriously. <laughs> trying to pull some wisdom somewhere, you know? Like, all right. But my spirit was equipped because people think, when they hear that story, they think, wow, you knew right away? Like it's some, ooh, ah. Do you know that same thing can happen to anybody in here for whatever it is that God wants to bring to you? When you pray out what God is speaking to you, and you use that to bring back to God and say, God, here's this, and here's that. You said this, and you said that. We said it tonight. His promises are yes and amen. If He said in His Word, then it can come to pass in your life just as well as anybody else. But when I reckon my spirit was like, I was like, Oh, man, leaping within me. This is it. This is the one. This is the one. This is the one. I'm like, hello, how are you? (laughs) But I leaned on my spirit, not what my eyes saw. Yes, there were physical attributes that were on my list that were met and different things like that. But the connection of the spirit is what really compelled me to say, okay, I need to pursue this. And I had one last thing on my list that nobody knew, really. And I said, Lord... In order for me to pursue, she has to be willing to give me her phone number and I'm not going to ask for it. It'll be her decision to say, call me. And that will be that green light. Now, that wasn't a fleece or anything. I just want to make sure. <laughs> but that would be a green light for me to, to, to call. Now, if the devil brought somebody along and I called and I'm hang that one up, but <laughs> spirit bore witness, you know. So... And it was funny because, you know, some things happened. We had green room, different things for the guest speakers at that time. And, and so I was caught up, caught up doing that. And, and I came back out in the sanctuary and looked. 
she was gone. I was like, oh. <laughs> Didn't hear back from her. And all of a sudden, this lady came up to me. She said, here, she wanted me to give you her number. Ah. So praise God. So, of course, the rest of this history, we're, we're here, happily married, have our child and everything. But that's some ex- those two examples, our house and, and the relationship of what God can give you in steps to pray out, to prepare yourself for, so you receive the blessing of the Lord in it, not just receive something. You want the blessing on it. You want the blessing on it. Because you can go out and get married, or you can go out and get something, or go out and just settle for any old thing. Okay? Car, whatever it is. And miss the unctions that are being, uh, the utterances and the unctions of the Holy Spirit. And get something that's good enough, but not God's best. It's important. It's very important for us to pray out what God has for us. Amen? And the Lord will direct you to specific strictures and, uh, and scriptures and stand on them. Go to Hebrews 13. Praise God. You enjoying this tonight? Me too. Hebrews 13. Thank you, Lord. Uh, starting in verse 5. Let your conversation... Be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, he's not saying just stay with what you have and don't ask for anything. He's not saying that. He's basically saying don't be greedy. But if you have something, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want to improve on something, hey, be content with it. Don't complain about it, basically. And just believe God for the better, all right? So make sure you just like, you don't get, okay, I'm stuck. I can't do anything. No, he wants you to have, right? For he said he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So the Lord has said, so that we may say. The Lord has said, so we may say. God has said what He has said so that we could say what He has said. Boldly. Boldly. There's no wasted words in this. There's no wasted words in this. He said what He said so we can say what to say boldly in every situation of our life. In every situation in life. I kind of liken this to ordering my wife's coffee through the drive-thru when she's with me. It's kind of a funny example, but, you know, when she's speaking to me and she tells me her list of coffee and everything that she would like in it and exactly how she likes it, and that's right, that's that's her desire. I'm kind of like, uh, large coffee, hot or cold, you know, whichever one. But she's got specific ways that she likes her coffee. And sometimes I'm just like, just tell me so I can tell the speaker. Right? And so she'll be like, iced coffee. Iced coffee. No cream, whatever. No cream. So I'm repeating what she's saying, but I'm boldly repeating it. Why? Because she said it. I have confidence in what she's saying because what she's saying is what she's wanting. So I'm saying what she's wanting. 
And then what happens? She gets what she says. So when God is speaking to us, we boldly declare because He's the one that's saying it. He's the one that's saying it. And we can boldly say it. And we can declare it. And we can claim it. We can have it. It's ours. Praise God. And we can boldly say those things and equip ourselves so we can receive. And He says it on our behalf. He boldly says so we can boldly say so we can what? Boldly have. He wants us to have. He wants us to be in, the, in, in a flow of the Spirit like we've never seen. He wants us to receive everything we can receive in faith explosion every time the doors are open. Just not faith explosion, but specifically this thing. Our pastor has said that this faith explosion is on God's calendar. I mean, think about God's calendar, and it, we're on it. Faith Explosion 2020 is on God's calendar. I'm going to be a sponge. But in order for me to be a sponge, I've got to pray myself into a sponge material. Now, that sounds kind of funny, but because I can only receive what I've made room for. If I don't make room for it, I can't receive anymore. But if I'm going to make room for it, that means I'm taking time and prayer specifically for these meetings. If I'm going to receive anything on a Sunday morning, Sunday night, I've got to take time and pray for it so I can receive. That's why Paul talked about it. Paul said, pray for me that a door of utterance may be heard, that the revelation of Christ be, uh, be delivered. For what? For our benefit. It's not so Paul can sit, there, sit back and sit there and say, Oh, Revelation, all mine, all mine. He got it so he can give it to us that we can grow in the things of God. Amen? So we can grow. Amen? There are things that God has on his calendar, and this is one of them that you don't want to miss out on. Amen? Pray yourself into being a sponge. Amen? Uh, praise God. Praise God. I'm all over my notes here, so it's good. Amen? Prayer prepares us for the next. If we're not praying out what God has for us, we will forfeit the doorway that was provided. Hmm. If we're not praying out what God has for us, we will forfeit the doorway that was provided. Sometimes, every so often, I will think about, if I didn't pray out, she's breathing, we will occupy. And you know what's funny about that? Is there's a sign that the builder put in front of our house that says, Occupied, do not disturb. We didn't know that those signs would show up on there. They didn't have anything, nothing was sold until after we you know, got there. And then all of a sudden, these signs showed up in our yard, Occupied. So God gave us the exact words that they even planted on our front yard. Amen? But you'll forfeit what you don't prepare for. We shout and we jump, we run about the blessing and the things that God has for us and the abundance that God is preparing to bring us, the youth movement, the more is coming, the breaking of His goodness over our life, right? We were reading that earlier. We'll shout about it. But our responsibility is to really pray about it. 
Prayer is the lungs of the Christian life. How much are you breathing in? Amen? That's a good question. These are things that I evaluate too. This is not accusation. Or this isn't, I'm, not putting, I'm not putting this out there, but as, as a staff member, as a member of this church, there is something coming. And we're hearing snippets of it through our pastor that we've got to be prepared for. This morning in prayer we were talking, and it's like a roller coaster. This is how, how God was showing me this analogy. And you know we're standing in line, and that moving forward, right, is happening. We're going in line, but you know what happens when you get up into that chute before you're like the next one when the next cart comes down? The conversation and all the chatter and all the fun starts, you know, like the conversations that you have and all that stuff start hushing down a little bit because you're looking for that cart, right? And you might nervously laugh because you're on a ride that you've never been on or whatever. You're like, okay, I wonder what this is going to be like. Oh, this is going to be exciting or whatever. And that cart comes and that gate opens up and you get and you sit down in there. And we're uh, devoting ourselves right now. When you start praying, you're devoting yourself for whatever it is that God has. And you're devoting yourself to it. You're strapping yourself down in that, that Holy Spirit cart that God has. And as that is there, I feel this tightening, this, this, this excitement that's coming. That moment that seat comes down, you know, locks you in place. Oh, we're getting locked in with our prayers. We're locking ourselves in. We're getting ready to hold on tight. We're getting ready to go. We're getting ready to do some things in the Spirit like never, never seen before. Not just through the pastor, but through us as a whole, as a body. Well, yes, he's our, he's our senior pastor. He's like the barometer of the Spirit in our, in our congregation. But I believe that people sitting in this room, I believe it's going to shock you naturally, spiritually, no, what God is going to do through you in this coming movement that God has. So if you start feeling that excitement and that, here we go. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Don't get nervous. Don't get scared. Don't back off. Don't look for the chicken exit. <laughs> Amen? God has some things for us. And it's our job to pray them out. Amen? It's our job to pray them out. It's our job to receive what God has for us. Everything that gets said from this pulpit, Lord, we receive it. Lord, we receive the utterances that you have for our pastor, Lord. We thank you, Lord, the utterance that Pastor Caldwell will be bringing at the faith explosion, Lord, this year. Lord, we lift them up right now to you, Lord, that they may boldly speak and declare what you have specifically on your calendar for us. Lord, train us, teach us, show us what we need to do to receive more of you, Father, to receive the things that you have designed for us, Father. Oh, we thank you, Lord, that you're leading and guiding us into greater, into more. As you said, more is coming, more is coming. And you also said, get ready, get ready, get ready. So, Lord, teach us to get ready now. Show us what we need to do to get ready now. Lord, through our pastors, through our associate pastors, through the trusted men and women of God that our pastor has behind these pulpits, Lord, teach us to show, uh, teach us to receive those things. How to respond to receive exactly what you have for us, Lord, on your calendar. 
Lord, every time the doors are open, Lord, we are not coming uh, uh, empty, but we are bringing our supply because we are praying diligently for our services, for our fellowship, for the churches that are being added to our, uh, to our fellowship, to Clarksville, Father. All of the ministers, Lord, all of our department heads, all of our workers, Father. We thank you, Lord, for supplying them with energy and, and, and enthusiasm, Lord. And the great things that you've said about the overflowing children's department, the overflowing youth department, Lord. We also speak that our, all of our departments, Lord, they're overflowing with your goodness. And, Father, we thank you, Lord, for that direction that you're giving our pastors, Lord. That they may boldly speak. That they may boldly speak what the Holy Spirit is speaking to them, Lord. So that we grab a hold, that we may run with the vision, Lord, that is given. And we thank you, Lord, for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We praise you for it. We praise you for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. You know... We're talking about the spiritual DNA, you know, of, of this body, of this church. You know, uh, it's important to understand that. You know, um, there was, what's that saying? Blood is thicker than water. So, we've got to look at each other in a, in a way we've never looked at. If I can encourage us, we've got brothers and sisters in here. We've got everybody in here that we can become in this unity that God has designed for us to be in. That way we move together in that direction God has for us. Yes, there's, there's other things that God has. I mean, obviously, we've got children's ministries. We've got uh, 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 youth ministries. We've got different, different things, but it's all working together. The evangelism part, the things that God has spoken about, evangelism coming, more outreaches and stuff like that, that, that we've got to bring that in. We got to bring that in together as a whole, and so you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that we're not doing that, but I'm just saying, looking at each other as a spiritual DNA. This is our immediate family in the spirit, amen. And we need to welcome those who want to be a part of our family, amen. Because they're coming, they're coming, amen. Praise God. Well, did you receive something out of that tonight? Hallelujah. Praise God. God is good to us. All the time, all the time, man, he's so good to us. Well, go ahead, stand to your feet, everyone.